It's time for another episode of Gospel Preaching Live, brought to you by the Kearney Church of Christ, which meets at 406 North Clark in Kearney, Missouri. Make plans to come out and visit the brethren who look forward to seeing you. And now the host of Gospel Preaching Live, Richard Dodson. Welcome to Gospel Preaching Live. My name is Richard Dodson, and I work with the Kearney, Missouri Church of Christ. And we'd love to see you if you ever had a chance to come visit us. We meet at 406 North Clark, and you can learn about the church by going to carneychurch.com. as I'll remind you at the end of the lesson today. <clears throat> I want to uh, invite you to make comments if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Go ahead and make comments in the comments section. And if you're listening through some other means, maybe through a podcast or listening uh, via a radio signal, you can always call or text me at 816-686-9517. That's 816-686-9517. That's in the central time zone. You can also email me at gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. That's gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Either way, if you find this lesson to be in accordance with God's Word, and you are watching on Facebook or YouTube or through some means in which you can like this episode and share it with others, I ask that you do that. Help me to take this message to the world. Okay, and to this evening's lesson, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Lord's Supper, and most specifically Paul's rebuke in the way the Corinthians were taking it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And I think it's important, uh, of course, it, the title sounds a little funny. I, I called it Paul's rebuke in 1 Corinthians 11. makes it sound like he's the one being rebuked. But what I meant by this is by the Apostle Paul's rebuke of the Corinthians and the and the manner in which they were partaking in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And I think there's much there we can learn from this lesson if we take it as I believe Paul intended. And I don't think it's hard to understand. Uh, it's just a matter of reading it and uh, accepting it and then applying that to the way in which we observe the Lord's Supper. I don't believe that's going to be very difficult at all. But needless to say, it's important that we listen to the Holy Scriptures, of which the Apostle Paul, as we'll see, was inspired and played a role in delivering those Scriptures to us. So let's go ahead and begin the lesson, and let's go on and look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 20. This is the section of Scripture that I want to start with as it relates to the Corinthians partaking of the Lord's Supper and Paul's rebuke of them. Okay, the Apostle Paul starts off by saying in verse 20, when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. Now, remember who he's addressing. He is addressing the Corinthian church. And so when he says you, that's who he's talking to. He's talking to the Corinthian church. When you come together, 
And this is something that they were doing as a church. They're not rebuked for coming together. Uh, we're going to see it was they were being rebuked for what they were doing when they came together. In fact, many times in this section of Scripture, he talks about how important it is uh, that they do come together to partake of the Lord's Supper. And that's what they were doing. They were coming together. In other words, they were assembling, and so they thought they were partaking of the Lord's Supper. Now, what we're noticing here in this last phrase of this verse is that the Apostle Paul is not recognizing what they are doing as the Lord's Supper because he's saying it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. In other words, he's he's saying you may think this is the Lord's Supper, but this is not. And so right off the bat, he's letting them know what you're doing is not right with God. When you're coming together to observe what you think is the Lord's Supper, this is not the Lord's Supper as the Lord intended. And so the Apostle Paul is going to go about and trying to correct that in their life. Now, the important thing that we need to understand is, is that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it can be profitable for us as well in being rebuked. So we can look to this passage and compare what we are doing as Christians with the local churches that we meet with, and then ask ourselves, are we doing the same thing, or are we doing something different than what Paul prescribes here in this section of Scripture? Because if we're doing something that has no authority, then it's not the Lord's Supper that we're taking. It's just something completely different. We may call it the Lord's Supper, but the Apostle Paul would say it's not the Lord's Supper. So let's go ahead and continue into the lesson, and let's notice what Paul does refer to as the Lord's Supper. Now, in verses 21 of 20 through 22 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Apostle Paul goes on and describes what they're doing wrong. He says, For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another goes gets drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Are you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. Now, this is important because if we go back to chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, we're going to notice the overwhelming problem that they had in Corinth was division. They were doing things different. He starts off by talking about how they were each one following after a different man, someone who might have baptized them, and of, of which Paul says he was thankful that he'd only baptized a few of them. But division is what was being rebuked. And so what we're seeing here in their partaking of the Lord's Supper is more division because each one is going ahead of the other uh, and, and taking of the Lord's Supper. And he says, one goes hungry, another gets drunk. In other words, one's partaking, another is not. Now, that's not what the Lord intended. As we're going to see, he, he corrects this in our next section of scriptures. 
But I want to go on to what he, he makes this point, and I think this, this is something we have to look at. The Lord's Supper is not a meal that we use to fulfill hunger and thirst. Because he goes on to say, do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Meaning that this is not the time or place to be looking to fulfill the appetites of the flesh. There's a different purpose for this Lord's Supper. Now, there is a time and place for us to satisfy those urges. We need to eat, we need to drink in order to sustain our bodies on this earth. But the Lord's Supper is not the place for that. And so that's why he's saying, do you not have houses to eat and drink in? He's not saying you can't go out to eat. You know, he's not saying that you can't go over to a friend's house to to uh, uh, enjoy a meal with them. Uh, he's just saying that there's a proper place for such a practice, and it's not the, when observing the Lord's Supper. And so they had come together, if you remember. This was the assembly of Lord's people. And so they're to do things that are authorized by God. A common meal is not something that the Lord has authorized as acceptable worship. Nowhere in Scripture do we see that being commanded as an act of worship. But the Lord's Supper is. And so we know then from looking at this is that they had division in partaking of the Lord's Supper, and some of them were looking at it as a means of fulfilling the needs of the flesh and hunger and thirst. Well, if that is one's purpose, notice what Paul goes on to say. Do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? Well, that's not a good thing because they're not showing brotherly love to someone who doesn't have what they have. And so, of course, Paul's going to look at that as despising their brother. And so what is he going to say? What shall I say to you? He goes, shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. And so that tells us right there in this, that little phrase, I will not commend you, tells us that this type of observance of the Lord's Supper is wrong. It is not a common meal. It is not to be taken in a way to fulfill the lust of the, 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 the needs of the flesh as far as hunger and thirst. It's not to be done for that reason. It's to be done something some other way. And, and in fact, the assembly is not a place for that at all. And so we need to recognize that because Paul's saying, I'm not commending you in doing that because that's what they were doing. And Paul says, that's not the Lord's Supper. He doesn't recognize it as such. This is an important point. And when we're talking about the Lord's Supper, this is a passage we have to look at and look at what they were doing wrong. And then, of course, we have to compare that to what we do at the places of worship that we attend. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23 through 26, he goes on and tells them exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And we're going to read this. We're only going to look at, though, in this section of scriptures, that which is at the very top of this phrase. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, 
That phrase we're going to look at more in depth in this section of the sermon. But we will be looking at the rest of it, and I'm going to go ahead and read it now. He says that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now let's go back and look at the first uh, section of this passage. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. So something was made known to Paul. It was made known to Paul by God, by Jesus. And then Paul did as he was supposed to do and delivered that message to the Corinthians, exactly what Ezekiel was told to do by the Lord and being the Lord's watchman. He was to deliver the Lord's message to those who needed to hear it. And that's what the apostle Paul did. This is something he had already fulfilled. He'd already, he said, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, meaning past tense. He'd already taught them this. So what they were doing was something that was against what they'd already been taught. And that goes to show us something else. We can be wrong. We can be taught right, but then we can become wrong. And so it's always important to go back and look at the scriptures. Now, the Apostle Paul, when we're talking about how he came to know these things, makes this uh, in, in Galatians chapter 1, verse 11 through 12, he makes this statement telling us exactly how the Lord brings these things to him so that he can teach other men. He says there in verse 11, Galatians chapter 1, I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor as I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And so that's what he's making reference to when he talks to the Corinthians in the first verse of, uh, see if I can go back, or when he says, I received from the Lord that what also I delivered to you. Uh, that's exactly what he's making reference to. He learned these things through inspiration, through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And because he was bound to deliver such messages, that's exactly what he did. He passed on the Lord's instructions concerning the Lord's Supper, as well as other things. But he had already passed on the instructions of the Lord's Supper to the Corinthians, and they were expected to obey, but they did not. Uh, and that goes to show us how we too can fall away, especially when it starts off with things like division. Usually pride leads to division, and we have to be careful about division because division can consume everyone to the point where everyone is doing something wrong. We have to be very careful about that as because division can just divide us in all aspects of our worship to God, as we see it happening with the Lord's Supper. Now let's go back 
to uh, 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 23 through 26. Now, I'm making mention uh, of what he said. This is exactly uh, as we'd already read, uh, as he had made reference to. Uh, this is what he had told those in Corinth, and that was about the Lord's Supper. Now, as I said, we've already read that. There's no reason for us to read this again. But we can see what he's making reference to is what we can read about also in Luke chapter 22 and verse 17 through 20. And we can also read about it in Matthew 26 and also in, in Mark chapter 14. He says, and this is when the Lord instituted the Lord's Supper, he took a cup and when he'd given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said to and gave to them, saying, This is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after he'd eaten, saying, This is the cup that is poured out for you. It is the new covenant in my blood. So this is exactly uh, what the Apostle Paul's making reference to when he says the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread. And, uh, of course, he gave thanks. He broke the bread. And uh, uh, and then it says in the same way, he took the cup. Uh, and so we know that we should be praying before we partake of the Lord's Supper, and then we disperse the bread. Bread comes first, and then we pray and give thanks uh, before we partake of the fruit of the vine, and then we disperse that. But uh, those that's the manner in which it's to be done. And, of course, what we're supposed to be doing as we partake in this Lord's Supper is we are supposed to be thinking about, as he says, we show the Lord's death until he comes. Uh, we're supposed to be proclaiming that by observing this memorial. And so <clears throat> that's what we should be thinking about. We should be thinking about the Lord's death, but also partaking in a, a worthy manner. So what we think about is important, but how we partake is important. Uh, if we're taking the fruit of the vine before we partake of the, the bread, well, that there's no authority for that. Uh, I was at a church one time where they took the, the bread and the Lord's Supper, and they gave one prayer, and they passed both out at the same time. We don't see that here. Uh, it's important for us to follow the pattern that the Apostle Paul has uh, has has laid out before us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I mean, that, that's something that we really need to emphasize. We can't de deviate from this because that's exactly why the Corinthians were being rebuked. They did deviate from it. And so we need to make sure we're following this. And that's something... That's very, very important. Now notice what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 27 through 29. Whoever, meaning, you know, whatever Christian, therefore, eats the bread or drinks of the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Now what's he saying there? He's saying, as we've already stated, 
any person who eats the bread, drinks the cup of the Lord in a way that's not authorized, you're guilty. And that means you're going to have to be doing it. As I said, we're going to have to do it in the correct manner. Take the bread first, take the, the fruit of the vine second, and be thinking about the Lord's death as we partake, not looking to fulfill the needs of the flesh. This is just an observance, and a memorial where we remember uh, Christ and his sacrifice. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And he goes on to say, let a person examine himself. And what he means by that is, are you doing this correctly? Are you doing this for the right reasons? That's what we need to be examining. And if we're not doing it for the right reasons, if we're not remembering the Lord's death, if we're not doing it, uh, if we're not partaking of the Lord's Supper in a way in which uh, we're supposed to be partaking, then that that's problem. Because he goes on to say, whoever eats and drinks without discerning the body and eats, eats and drinks judgment on himself. So that, that's pretty important that we make sure we're not offering to the Lord worship that's not authorized. But that's exactly what we see in many times, people who uh, offer, you know, take the Lord's Supper in a, in a way that's not uh, prescribed. They, they do that very thing. And so he's, he's correcting them here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And this is something that every Christian needs to make sure what they're doing when they're doing it. In other words, when you're taking the Lord's Supper, you know, are you taking the bread and the fruit of the vine in the correct order? Are there prayers being offered before each? And then are you remembering the Lord's death as you partake of this? And are you not looking to uh, um, be divisive in this and take while someone else is not? Uh, this is something that's, that uh, the church is to come together to do. This is what's important. So the church, there has to be a time when the church comes together. And I know there will be times when not everybody can come at that particular time. But this is something that the church needs to be called together so that they'll have the opportunity to observe the Lord correctly so that there's no division. In other words, everyone is partaking in this who uh, uh, has been allowed that day through God's providence to come together and, uh, and worship him. And this is something that's uh, very important that we make sure that we follow. Now, there's a reason. Uh, to make sure that we do this properly. And he says that in verse 30, 30 and 32. He says, this is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But we are judged by the Lord. We are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. Now, all, all he's saying, now this really doesn't partake. It does partake. Uh, it does apply to the Lord's Supper in the fact that we're to make sure we're doing it correctly. But he's getting into kind of a different topic. But we're going to go ahead and go with it because Paul did. And so what he's trying to say is you need to make sure, you need to examine your things that you're doing, your worship that you're offering to the Lord, and make sure it's being done correctly. Because 
in that sense, what are you doing? You're you're judging yourself. You're you're looking at your motives and you're looking at your actions and you're making sure that they're correct with God's word. And when you do that, that's not you judging yourself. That's not someone else judging you. It's the Lord judging you because you're comparing your actions with the Lord's teachings. Now, we see this in Hebrews chapter 12, and uh, really the whole section of Scripture, I only put up verse 5 and 6. But if you want to learn more about how the Lord disciplines us, you know, I would invite you to uh, look at Hebrews chapter 12. But, uh, you know, he, he makes mention of discipline and how the Lord disciplines the one whom he loves and chastises every son in whom he receives. And so when we want to serve God and we go to the scriptures and we compare the things that we're doing with what the scriptures authorize us, if there's something that we're doing wrong, that may sting a little bit, as the text goes on to talk about. But that's the way of the Lord using his word to discipline us. In other words, get us back in line. And so that's what we use the word for, is to make sure that we are being pleasing to God. And that's what we need to do with the Lord's Supper. And that's what Paul is trying to tell those in Corinth to do. Make sure that the very things that you're doing in regard to the Lord's Supper are according to the the instructions that I'm now given to you twice. Make sure you're following that. Because if you're not following that, because these instructions, remember, Paul said these instructions came from the Lord. So these instructions are not something Paul made up. This is what God is saying that he wants us to do in regards to the Lord's Supper. And so we need to make sure that we do that very thing. He closes by saying, so then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home so that when you come together, it will not be for judgment. In other words, you're not coming to take the Lord's Supper for a reason that has not been authorized. And he says, about the other things, I'll give directions when I come. So when we come together, again, the church called together to partake of the Lord's Supper, when you come together, and of course, we know that to be the first day of the week. That's the only time that uh, we see that in Acts chapter 20, where the brethren came together to uh, partake of the Lord's Supper. So when we come together to partake in this, it's important that we wait for one another. In other words, we need to look for each other so that we can serve each other and not take a meal before someone else. We're looking to serve each other. We're looking to wait on each other. And that's something that's very, very important that uh, we get together to do this. Again, that's not going to be possible. Uh, There's going to be Sundays that some people can't come. Uh, They might be sick or there might be something else coming. But we need to make sure that there is a time prescribed that uh, when most brethren can get together and partake of the Lord's Supper. That's what the Lord wants us to do. He doesn't want to see division. And so that's very important that we fulfill that. Okay, that's your lesson for this evening. Uh, Paul's rebuke in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 in regards to the the Corinthians uh, partaking of the Lord's Supper. I think there's a lot there that we can learn from. I think there's a lot there that we can apply 
And uh, I pray that you'll find this to be edifying. If you are, again, ever in the Kearney, Missouri area, we'd love to hear from you. We meet at 9.30 Sunday morning for Bible study, 10.30 for worship. We meet at 406 North Clark, and you can learn all about the church by going to carneychurch.com. If you like this lesson and you want to hear more, tune in to KPGZ 102.7 FM every Sunday morning at 7 a.m., and you'll hear a lesson from God's Word. And uh, if you are outside the Kearney area and you can't pick up the radio signal, you can stream it on your mobile device. Now, this lesson, as well as others, are podcast on uh, uh, Spotify and, and Google Podcasts. And uh, if you can't find it on your platform that you use, send me an email and I will uh, try to get us on that platform so that you can hear more sermons from Gospel Preaching Live. Brian Spirits, I'm wanting to plug, is an internet show where a few preachers get together every Thursday at 10 a.m. and uh, Central Time, and we try to study God's Word with the same spirit of the Bereans in Acts chapter 17. And uh, we pray that you'll join us. You can do so by going to carneychurch.com and pressing on the Brian Spirits app link, uh, the YouTube or Facebook links. And uh, you can take part by making comments in the comment section, or you can watch past episodes on Facebook and YouTube, or even listen to it on Spotify, our Google podcast. Okay, that's all I have for you this evening. Uh, hopefully, Lord willing, he'll let me come to you again this Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Until then, remember, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice in it and be glad. This has been Gospel Preaching Live. Join us each week as truth is taught, faith is examined, and beliefs are challenged. Be sure and hit the like button so you can be notified of future episodes. And to watch past episodes, go to our website, carneychurch.com. This has been a work of the Carney Church of Christ.